On this episode of Locked on Lightning, Joe Hansen throws a shutout in the preseason, NHL Red Zoom coming soon, and are we going to see a rise in the salary cap? We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe to that. On today's episode, we're talking about Jonas Johansson pitching a shutout in the preseason. Is that a big deal? Either way, I think that is an optimistic point optimistic thing really for the Tampa Bay Lightning going forward without Vasilevsky as well as the NHL red zone we'll get into that what does that mean uh league finally waking up and realize what's good for them we'll talk about that as well and also a salary cap raise coming possibly next year we'll talk about that as well but first let's talk about the I, I, I I'm not gonna say it's a big deal but I I, I think it's given and and obviously I'm talking about Johansson uh shutting out the Florida Panthers last night to nothing in Orlando um 25 saves made very good you know I didn't watch the game um if you watch the game let me know what you thought uh but I don't really watch the NHL preseason I just it that that's more of a time for guys that are rookies or guys that have been maybe with Syracuse or even with Orlando uh it gives them time to to really show what they got and and yeah you you'll have guys like uh for example uh Tanner Janot phenomenally as I we we put out an episode yesterday I I think he was going to have a good year like I said yesterday in the in the player preview for him and he goes out he scores a goal uh phenomenal Nick Paul scores a goal as well and, you know, looking at it, yeah, it's great. You have pretty much, for the most part, most of the guys, except for maybe some of the big stars, like, for example, on the defensive side of things, um, everybody except really Hedman played, Flurry, Bogosian, Radish, Dahan, Perbix, and Chernak. Wonderful. Those guys really love seeing those guys play. Um, really, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like the NHL preseason, it's more so for maybe these. And I don't take this. I don't, I don't really dish this out as any disrespect or anything like that, but more so the non superstars, it's their time to, to really get things going as whereas, you know, you expect your superstars, your student, your Stamkos's, your, your headman's, um, your, your points and Kucherov's. You expect those guys to be ready to go on night one. Um, and, and I'm sure, Maybe one one more preseason game, we might see some of those guys play. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm not really paying attention to to preseason, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. I like to go into the NHL regular season uh, just with a with a blank slate. I I, I don't. Part of it is also because I don't want to get too high on someone, for example. And you know, I, I'm sure I, I see Alex Barboulet, uh played the other night. He got an assist and a point wonderful 
if you've been listening to the show for quite some time, you know I'm a big ABB guy. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's also probably about not wanting to be disappointed, which I, I think a lot of people could understand that. You know, I, I think that Barre Boulay over the last two years has really, really played well, not only at the NHL level, but I think he's played well enough uh, at Syracuse to to warrant some sort of depth forward spot permanently on the NHL level. And I know a lot of that has to do with him not being able to to have a solid spot has to do with just there's really no room for him. And, you know, that's that's not that's just unfortunate. But obviously the storyline from last night was, of course, Jonas Johansson uh, pitching a shutout. Is this a big deal? Um, and my answer is yes and no, because it's, it's good. It's, it it is a big deal to a certain extent, uh, because you look at who played for the Panthers last night and, you know, you're welcome to take this with a grain of salt, Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhart, Rodriguez, Kachuk, Verhage. Lomberg, I'm just going down the list, Forsling, Mikola, ekman Larson, you know, some of the big names rolling out those one. Bravovsky scored last night as well. I mean, uh, played last night, excuse me. Um, so you had, for the most part, a good number of the top guys for the Florida Panthers playing. The guys that we are going to see when these two teams meet in i off the top of my head i'm not sure when these two teams meet i'm sure it's soon at some point but when these two teams meet during the regular season i'm sure that majority of these guys will be on the ice and playing big time minutes um it's not listed here what the time on ice was that's a little strange and frustrating uh but it's it's good to see this kind of performance uh, not only from the Lightning against the Florida Panthers team, like I said, a lot of players that we will be seeing uh, during the regular season for this Panthers team were on the ice last night, and and mainly a lot of guys that are going to be making big contributions towards that team were on the ice last night. And the Lightning without some of their stars. I know Hagel played last night, which is encouraging to see. Um, Essimon played last night, uh, as well as Tyler Mott and Sorelli and Sherry and Janot as well. Um, you know, it's good to see those guys kind of hold down the fort and at the same time also see with the defensive core without a headman as well as, you know, Jonas Johansson throwing a shutout. That's great. That's encouraging. Um, I think it adds a lot of confidence to the squad going forward within the next week. I think regardless of what happens, and I believe they have some remaining uh, games available, uh, preseason games before Tuesday. I, I still think it's very encouraging for this Lightning team to to be able to build upon that in the regular uh, in the preseason. Excuse me, and um, it, it's it's also not a big deal to me. And you know, say what you want, it's not a big deal to me just because when you look and they are playing the Panthers uh, tomorrow as well as on Saturday, both. Uh, one seven o'clock start on Thursday and a six o'clock start on Saturday. In case anyone was wondering, when you know it, it's not really a big deal to me. It's it's not like 
like I said, it's encouraging. It's a positive thing for the team going forward, heading especially, you know, into tomorrow night's game. I mean, you know, if they go out there and they play like crap, then at the same time, you know, they're going to look back on this and say, well, we did some good things. But I think Jonas Johansson is going to look at this and say, well, look what I did against a team, against these players who I'm going to be facing uh, at some point in the next couple of months. Uh, and, and I think that it's encouraging for lightning fans and, but at the same time, especially without Vasilevsky, I think we got to treat this at the end of the day for anybody who, and, and by the way, if anyone's wondering, lightning and the Panthers don't play each other until December. So, you know, I don't think that anyone's going to be going into that matchup saying, well, you know what? especially if Vasilevsky isn't back to his normal self yet and Johansson's playing that night. Um, you know, it's not like we're going to be going into that game and saying, well, Johansson pits a shutout against them in the, in the preseason. No one's going to care about that. And the Panthers aren't going to be thinking about that either. So that's how I look at it. I think we also, like we do in every other sport, we have to treat these games as just warm-up games. Let's not get crazy here. Um, as you can tell by my attitude towards it, the fact that I don't even watch these games. Uh, if there's highlights, I don't even look at the highlights. I just don't care. Um, I just thought it would be interesting to kind of talk about it just because everything that's been made about Vasilevsky being out the first two months of the season, it, it's going to be very imperative that this team gets off to a, a very very strong start and i think that seeing joe hansen shut out the panthers um is very encouraging so let me know in the comments below what you think about that very interested if there was any plays from the game that you saw if you were able to watch it let me know i know that not everyone has access to these streams um for these games depending on whether or not you are in tampa bay or you're like me and you're somebody somewhere else uh so go ahead let me know if there was something that you saw that was very encouraging a very uh good positive that we could all take away as people who are following this team heading into the 23-24 season so we'll be talking about nhl red zone the uh the, the league finally coming out with some sort of big time promotion to kind of promote the sport more uh, we'll talk about that coming up as well as salary cap raise coming soon. Probably not this season, but definitely next season. And it will definitely be a godsend for this Tampa Bay Lightning team as they are up against the cap. But first, I want to talk about one of our friends today, and that's our friends over at the Game Time app. Now, listen, if you haven't heard about the Game Time app, let me tell you about it. I, As some of you may know, I am native New Yorker. I still live in the city. And huge Mets fan and decided one day with my girlfriend, we, you know, wanted to go to the Mets game and last minute got tickets. It was wonderful, super cheap, super easy to use. And we got them from game time now, just like us and you, you shouldn't have to worry when it comes to buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. A killer last minute deal. All-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code 
Locked On NHL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are available on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on there. Helps us grow. Like this video. Drop a comment below what you think about the Lightning. Do you care about the preseason? I don't. I just don't. I don't think these games matter. I don't think if the Lightning were to win the Cup this year, we're not going to look back uh after after the parade or at the parade and say well you know what really this team really came together in preseason this game the, this team really we we knew from that two nothing shutout against the Florida Panthers that this this was the that was the moment when Jonas Johansson shut out the Panthers that's when we all knew this team was going to win a cup now it, it, that's not going to happen that's never happened in any sport i'm sorry maybe i'm just a preseason hater because i think they're really just really just another way for players to get hurt and the lightning have had their fair share of injuries and yeah let me just stop hating on preseason and move on so we're talking about nhl red zone so their espn league announced today that finally as if you've been a listener to this podcast you know i've just been and have listened to me when during my time as a co-host on the lock on nhl uh national show I always yelled and screamed that with one of the biggest fan bases in the world, the NHL has done an unspectacular job of not being able to market the sport. Now, the overseas games, that's a good start. Uh, Getting a TV deal with ESPN, all right, keep going. And then ESPN, I guess it was more so ESPN kind of trying to figure out how can we continue to capitalize this because the first year with, ESPN, TBS, and whatever channels they had the league on uh, that were associated with ESPN. That was a huge success. And then last year, I felt like the hype wasn't there or just ESPN just, I felt like they just didn't put that much work into it. Maybe that was just me. Maybe it was just like a very blase vanilla broadcast that we saw. And then... It was announced today, obviously, what's going to happen is that ESPN plans to bring a new, I guess, nightly broadcast separate from what they have with, like, the primetime matchup of the night or whatever. And they'll be doing it a red zone thing. And I love that. I think that's phenomenal. I think it was a no-brainer. I'm very curious as to what it's going to be called because it's not going to be called NHL Red Zone. Um let me know in the comments below what you think. What is your, I guess, your pitch towards a potential name for this? Because I would have to imagine it's probably going to be NHL Puck Pass or something hopefully a lot less lame than what just came out of my mouth. But I I, I think it's a great step in the right direction. I mean, I just don't know... I feel like even though they're marketing it as NHL, like how the NFL network does red zone, I wonder if they're going to do it like, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Maybe my listeners know uh, some of my avid baseball fan listeners, or or if you're watching this on YouTube, our, our watchers. 
I, I wonder if it's going to be like what MLB Network does. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but I know that during the postseason, they, they go around to the other games. Um, oh, yeah, they'd still do it during the regular season. I just don't know what it's called where they just check in on games here and there, and they have a panel of analysts. It's not just one guy like the Red Zone uh, just, just sitting there. But it's from what I heard, it's going to be – John Bruchikos, Bruchikos, and um, Kevin Weeks, which love Kevin Weeks, uh, love his commentary, just just love how he throws in little nitbits here and there about this, that, and the other thing. Um, would like to see a little bit, maybe maybe one or two other people. Um, if I had to pick, maybe maybe Wayne Gretzky and Chris Chelios. Maybe that's a good one. Maybe maybe those two add-ins are pretty good. Or I'm sure they'll have like a Mark Messier there, here and there, here and there. Or you know, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, there's there's tons of ways, and uh, ESPN could go in with this. So let me know in the comments below what you think. I would like to see them eventually kind of do the same model. What you see with the NFL broadcast, what you see with the baseball broadcast, with with NFL. I believe it's Monday night. You got Eli and Peyton Manning. Um, with I believe it's Sunday Night Baseball. They do Michael Kay and A Rod. Maybe they do something like that, where they do maybe the Wednesday game. Maybe they they have alternate broadcast of that, where it's the regular crew. Maybe it's Kenny Albert and whoever with him broadcasting the game, and then on another channel, whether it be ESPN, um, if the game's on TBS, if they do like Messier and Gretzky just chalking it up, chopping it up, you know, whether it's, you know, they're just sitting there in their living rooms and they're talking to each other or maybe they're, I don't know, they're just hanging out in studio, just talking and maybe just writing stuff on a chalkboard or, or, or a race race board where a dry race board where they're just saying this guy could have done that instead of this. Uh, certain things like that, because I, I feel like now the good thing with this is that the league has finally gotten to a step where they could finally, whether it be, you know, they could allow for creativity to thrive. Um, you know, like I said, ESPN having that deal with them was the first big step in the right direction. And now that you have this this red zone, this 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 broadcast, it's going to allow you to drop in on games every couple of seconds or so. That's phenomenal. And I, I I think that maybe they could do something like that where they have like Messier and Gretzky or, you know, maybe they some some sort of format like that. Um, but then again, I don't know how that's going to work out. You know, as we all know, the NBA is on ESPN and, you know, it's it's the the NHL has had a tough time deservingly so and understandably so uh competing with the nba maybe they do it on a night where there's not as good of a matchup and you know something like that they're gonna have to play their cards very wisely in order to do you know more time consuming money consuming things in order to uh bring in viewership so let me know in the comments below what you think uh what are your ideas that you bring to the table um maybe we could start doing something like that this year hopefully if time permitting um 
have some sort of live stream and I bring in, you know, um, we, we bring in a, in a fan or a listener to talk in the middle of, I don't know, the second period or something like that. Um, we'll have to brainstorm on that. So uh, let me know if you would be interested in something like that. We could definitely figure something out, whether it be on some sort of YouTube uh, edition of that. Or if you remember during 2020, during the bubble, we did something with a, it was called on an app called Spotify Green Room, where it was kind of like almost somewhat of like a radio stream broadcast and i would allow or i would have listeners come in talk to me ask a question or whatever the case may be so uh let me know in the comments below on youtube if that's something you'd be open to or hit me up on instagram i mean i'm sorry on on twitter uh at danky dank d-e-n-k-y-d-e-n-k love hearing from all of you uh so We'll wrap things up in just a little bit. Talking about the salary cap, how are we feeling about that? You know, Lightning are up very close to the cap wall, and it looks like they might get a little bit of reprieve within a year or so. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. But first, we're going to finish things up with our friends over at FanDuel. Now, in case you haven't heard, FanDuel Sportsbook is an, is America's number one Sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action with the NFL season, NHL season. You got NBA coming up, Major League Baseball playoffs. You got tons of spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked on. So wrapping things up on the show, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube as well as wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form and hit that notification button. So as soon as, as, soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. So we're wrapping things up by talking about the salary cap. The lightning are very much up against the salary cap as we have to almost exhaustion talked about on this show and you know if if you haven't heard that that means you might be a new listener so if you want to go back and listen you can so it was announced today and let me pull up the post it was announced by pierre lebron um he said that gary bettman after a board of governors meeting says he told owners that the very preliminary revenue projections suggest a salary cap bump between 87 million and 88 million for the 2024 25 season. So that's next season. Now, currently, the salary cap is 83.5. So we're talking about a potential $3.5 million jump. Possibly the highest could be 4.5. I mean, ideally, perfect world, four and a half. That's that's awesome. That's amazing. That that's that would be a Christmas gift for the Tampa Bay Lightning because players are going to get hurt. Um, not everybody from this team is going to be back next year, and that's just that, how it goes. And the Lightning, whether whomever leaves this team and it frees up space, um, you know if. Let's not really play this game as much. But for argument's sake, if Stamkos is gone after next year, after this year, excuse me, which 
most likely is not going to happen. Um, if it does, I would honestly be shocked. And trust me, I know I keep bringing it up, but it's not like it's something I really want to happen. But let's say he leaves or is traded away or whatever the case may be. Let's just say for the sake of argument, for, for my math skills sake, he leaves after this year because they can't reach a deal. That's eight and a half million dollars off the books plus an extra, if it goes up to 88, four and a half. So you're talking about $13 million that you could play with for that year. Now, I'm not saying that the Lightning are going to go out and spend $10 million or $13 million on whatever, but it's something that is going to drastically help this team, whether it be $13 million, whether it be $4.5 million. Um, This is something that I think that a lot of teams over the last couple of years have really been dreading, and that's more so the teams that have been catching up to the Lightning. Just because, I mean, the Lightning have just for the most part, except maybe last year with Hayden Flurry and uh, some other players here and there, just death players. Uh, so far, Tanner Deneau, not really, but I, like I said, I'm very positive that he is going to be perfectly fine this year. I think a lot of teams, like I said, I think the, the Maple Leafs of the world, the Bruins who I think are on the downslide, who might be on the downslide, who knows? I said that last year, and look what happened. They settled these records. You look at the the Senators, look at the Panthers. Those teams are on the cusp of possibly potentially winning a cup. Lightning have been there before. I mean, you know, we could say this, that, and the other thing. We'd say, well, you know, the Lightning didn't win the last two years. They were in the Stanley Cup final two years ago. And, yeah, they got bounced in the first round. But I, I, I think if certain factors if it wasn't for winning two previous cups, three three consecutive Stanley Cup finals, possibly a different series. I mean, you saw at the end of that series, Lightning started to come back. Toronto was freaking out. Um, so fully rested and possibly one more piece, uh, as well as you know the Lightning being able to possibly, if they were able to hold on to some pieces, like a Blake Coleman, um, Andre Pilat, just the just the name a few names. Uh, if they were able to do stuff like that, I mean, there's no telling, you know, how many cups the Lightning could have gone on to win. I mean, I I really don't want to play the if game too much, but really, what my point is, getting back to my point, is that even three and a half million dollars is going to be a huge help for this team. It's going to be a huge help, especially at the trade 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 deadline. It's going to give them a lot more uh, wiggle room, and now. Granted, this is going into next season, potentially. Um, I think that really next year and the years after, um, as Lightning continue to build around this group of guys and and build upon this group of guys, I think that this is really going to make this team all the more better and all the more dangerous, especially after the trade deadline. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that. What are the chances of us going from... 87 possibly even all the way up to 88 million on the salary cap we'll see i'm not holding my breath honestly i think it's going to be really more so lower till probably to 87 the owners are not going to want it to raise that much higher that fast because they're not going to want to pay guys because all that's going to do is 
that's going to make the market for certain players even higher and more expensive. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, as much as clubs want to win, they don't want to spend that much money. So that's just what it is. That's business, baby. It's, that's all it really is. And that's all there really is for this show today. So let me know in the comments below what you think. And we'll be back tomorrow to do another player preview. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.